We're going to do some very special Nesiva Shalom's in honor of his yard site, and they're very good chinuch ideas that I took out. I love his work on Shabbos. I'm actually working on a sefer that's going to be based on his works on Shabbos and on Yontif. GPS had a lot of Pesach, but now we're going to do basically in Yonei Chinuch. Says the Nesiva Shalom in Nesiva Chinuch, Kal echad be'enei Many people in their own eyes, they consider themselves a really big mechanach. Ach but at the end of the day, the children themselves will deny their expertise. Many times the deep analysis and the concepts of their ideas of proper education were just merely according to their own teva, they had their own ideas that they came up with, comfortably influenced by his own natural tendencies and his surrounding environments. So we have to be careful that we don't develop chinuch ideas that are not proven and given to us by our gedolim. Next idea. He talks about regular mechanchim. <speaking in Hebrew> At the outset of the educational process, strict discipline may be necessary. The educator or the parent may need to temporarily assume the role of a policeman enforcing compliance. However, this is not a part of the process called chinuch. It is merely the means to create the proper climate for real education to take place. He says that there are many people, Rabbeim, they come in and they say, look at my classroom. Everybody sits straight and everybody is listening and, right, they're scared to move. And he says they're very good at preparing the climate for education, but that is not education. People think that's the end. That's just the beginning. That's the introduction. Nothing to do with chinuch. He says, it is especially evil to hit a child, I guess to punish a child, out of anger. Chazal say getting angry is equal to serving idols. And how could you expect that right in the middle of serving to an idol, you're bowing to the idol, and now you're going to do chinuch for Hashem, and you're going to have siyata deshmaya? Impossible. You can't serve Hashem while you're angry. You can't have siyata deshmaya while you're angry. And therefore, you can't ever parent effectively a child by doing things when you are angry. He says, it's clear, according, beyond the shadow of a doubt, according to the Torah, that if you are forced in a rare situation to hit, physical, and he wrote this at least 25 years ago, Right? Even if you had to hit then, but no kas v'chema. I really want to see the family that is not embarrassed and they would take a video while they're hitting their kids and say, you see how we hit? Calmly, without any kas v'chema. Very, very difficult to do. Most people, when they're doing the hitting or the punishing, uh, would not be proud that it should be displayed at the next Torah Mesorah convention. When your child does something wrong, this is the proper way to do chenach. So if you have any anger, it's already something that you have to push off for a later time. I wish I could make a huge, giant poster out of this. This is really one of my favorite Nesiva Shalom's. 
חינוך אמיתי אינו להכריח את החניך בכוח להתנהגוס טובה, אלא להביא איסוי כדי שירצה בזה. True חינוך, real חינוך, is not to pressure and force the child to act properly. It's to bring him to want to act properly. Right? I always say, you don't want your son to wear a hat. You want your son to want to wear a hat. You can force children to a certain point. That's not חינוך. חינוך אמיתי is a long process to get them to want to be from. If you get them to want to be from, they'll do it even if you're not there with a baseball bat, even if you're not threatening them, and even if you're not alive. They'll want to be from. And when somebody is turned off for whatever reason, like trauma, abuse, and other things, at that point, if you pressure them to go ahead and be from, you're actually causing them for longer to not want to be from. So we have to slip into Kirov mode. We have to realize my job is that my children, from when they're born until they're adults, to influence them that they should want what I want. A lot of times parents make that mistake. The kid's not holding by something, even if they're from, right? But they're not holding by that extra thing. We pressure and pressure and pressure. But in our door especially, inside, we're making their ruts and go out the window. We have to learn that our job is to create rutzain, to create willingness and wanting that the children should want what we are selling. They should want to be like us. In a different place, he says, Kamarois, Noldois, Kashemarbim, Mafrizim, Ba'anisha, Yeser, Alamido. So many terrible things come from using disproportionate or exaggerated punishments. First of all, overusing such tactics simply undermines the effectiveness of the tactic. Since the child gets used to berating him time after time, they roll their eyes. Huh? Again, you're going to yell at me? Again, you're going to scream at me? I see some parents, imagine that you never yelled, never raised your voice at your child. If you one time raise your voice, it'll have a major effect. Sometimes the, the, the parents are screaming and yelling so much, and I look at the kids, I'm affected by it, and the kids, nothing. They're used to it. So he says, when you are ma'anish, yeser al-amida, then it becomes hergel. They get used to it. And also for a different reason. Secondly, any amount of negative reaction that is above the correct amount that the child deserves is purely abuse. It's achzarius. If from 1 to 10 they did a 3, and you punish like a 4, that 3 to 4 extra that you did is abusive. You're going over to someone, and that hurt you're giving a child for no reason. Would you give someone who did nothing wrong, a child who did 0, would you give him a 1? No, it's abusive. So when you give a 4 instead of a 3, a 6 instead of a 2, that's abuse, that's what he says. It's achzaris, midas achzaris. Many times we're nervous, we're anxious, we're in a rush, we're upset, we're frustrated. And when we give our din v'cheshbin, we give our judgment, forget about midas arachmanus. But even if you want to judge, we don't judge properly. And he says that's going to backfire. It's abuse. You are treating him this way merely because you are stronger than he is. And you're taking advantage of the fact that he's weaker than you. So you yell and you scream and you carry on. You embarrass him with impunity. The kid could be six years old, eight years old. You could do whatever you want. What's he supposed to do besides call ACS? So you can get away with murder. You could scream, you can yell, you can punish, you could be abusive. But listen to what he says. This, this creates a terrible trait of cruelty to grow inside, inside the child's essence. And once this bad trait is instilled in him, he will do exactly what you did to him. He will abuse those who are weaker than him, his younger siblings, 
or weaker friends. So many children of abusive parents, they swear, I will never abuse my kids, but they do, because it becomes a part of their essence. When you use your power and control in an abusive way, yeser al-amida, or too often, and nobody could stop you because you're, you're tati. What's this little kid going to do? What you're doing is you're teaching them. You're going to teach him to abuse those that are weaker than him. In a different place, the Nesiva Shalom says, these are beautiful nuggets. You cannot imbue Torah and Midas Taiva's good character traits into a child. Only if you first unblock Open up the heart of the child. Only through love. You cannot imbue Taira or Midas into your child if the heart is closed. If you're yelling and you're angry and you see him close up, he's not accepting, it won't work. How do you open someone's heart to accept your advice that you want to give him? One way. One way. Love. So I was thinking about a muscle. Imagine getting into your car and it just doesn't want to go. You pump the gas to try to get it to move. It doesn't work. You're pushing it, you're pushing it, you turn the steering wheel, you yell at it, you kick it, you punch it, and it doesn't work. And finally you realize, you know why it's not working? I forgot to put the key in the ignition. Of course it can't work if it's not turned on. That's what the Nesiva Shalom is saying. Nothing is going to work in Chinuch unless you open up the heart. The key to the heart is Ava. Without Ava, the heart is closed. You can push, kick, scream, yell, coerce, punish. It's not going to work. If a child thinks that my parent or the Mechanach doesn't feel me, if he thinks that, and he doesn't know and understand my situation, who I am, and my feelings, you lose any possible chance to influence the child. child has to feel, you know me. It's not a general rule, he gets me. Sometimes you have kids that are very difficult to get to a certain class, and the kid just feels, this Rebbe, he gets me. You can connect to certain people. gets me. If the kid doesn't think, that this Rebbe or this parent gets me and understands me, you lose all the chance of being mashpia on him as we had before from President Theodore Roosevelt. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. When you show the child that unlike a coarse, uncaring disciplinarian, you show him adrabah, you show him that you're careful to investigate the situation thoroughly before jumping to conclusions about how to respond and deal with him, this process will inject him with the feeling of trust in you, since he will realize that your main concern is truly his welfare and development. So something happens and you want to punish, you might be right. Show him, hang on, let me hear your side of the story. Let me think about it. Make it a process. Show him that I care about your feelings. I'm worried. I want to get it right. And then he'll accept the punishment. And also you'll probably get it right. But if it's right away, boom, bam, punish, even if you're right. 
the kid doesn't feel that you really cared about him. It was kind of swift, you know. It was like like a, a mean judge. He might get it right, but the guy doesn't feel very good. We need our kids to feel good, even in the consequences, even with the punishment. In a different place, he says, "Aviras habayis veholche haruach hasherim boy, mischanchen beyoiser beein oimer veein dvarim vehimgoyim chinuchi rishayim b'malo." The atmosphere of your home and the attitudes and the values that you create within it play the greatest role in educating your children even without saying a word, without any verbal communications of your ideals. A child who grows up in the home of Rav Pam, of Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, in a calm, loving home, not cynical, no anger, no dysfunction, that is the atmosphere that growth will happen. It's not so much about what we say to them and punishing and dealing. It's creating the atmosphere that a child should grow up into a happy Erlich and then he talks about what about dysfunction and rebellion. Clear hadracha. Kishiroyin eitzel yeladrach oibigil haespagros natiyelishchisus. If you catch a child, the young or adolescent child is acting out immorally, he's corrupt. Shchisus, internet, pornography, whatever terrible averus. Harizek moishiperetzes leneged einenu srefo ruchanis. It's like a spiritually, it's a fire burst out. The house is on fire. The kid is on fire. But if you're going to react to it by trying to douse it with words of hatred and physical beatings, it's like trying to extinguish a fire with gasoline. What should you do? So he says what you should do. He doesn't say you got to get hold of your own self, of your own ruach. Everybody says, get the kid, I'm going to get there. Get a hold of yourself. And do what? Awaken within yourself love and mercy, unlimited, even more, even more to a greater degree than you exhibited toward him in the past. This kid needs more love, not less love. And this part is like meditating, because you don't need the kid for that. So something happens, Say, excuse me, I'm not reacting. Excuse me, I have to go take care of something. Go to the base medrash or go to your room and sit there and think about my kid who I love and be ma'ayr towards the kid. That's what helps the kid battle the corruption. It's amazing because it's, it's not even a tipul, a treatment with the kid. Don't tell him about it. Don't talk to him. He gets energy. He just gets energy in his life in his system, as we spoke about today at length, it's unbelievable. It's magical. Get a hold of yourself. It's painful. Of course it's painful. Get a hold of yourself. And do what? Think about how much you love this kid. You would die for this kid. You would do anything for this kid. And that's going to give him the strength to be able to overcome eventually. Amazing. The source of a difficult child's problems are rooted in emotional problems, complexities and frustrations. Nobody is misbehaving because he decided today, I want to be bad. I think getting thrown out of my class will be a great thing to put on my shidduch resume one day. That's not the story here. He says the root of the bad behavior, the root, not the exterior and the symptoms, the root is coming from emotional pain. And therefore... 
you have to know how to deal with emotional pain. If you heal the emotional pain, then you're going to get a healthier child. But if you're going to respond, if you're going to respond in the wrong way, then you're going to create more emotional pain. He's going to have more emotional pain, which is going to lead to more problems. Every person needs sipuk, satisfaction and pleasure in his life. And for some reason he doesn't think he can do it by being Tamana Chaydesh or Tamana Shavua. He's not able to be the Nachas. And he wants sipuk and Tanugim and he's not getting it from good, so he's going to find it from bad. The duty of the parent and the Mechanach, the teacher, is to give him the varmkite, the warmth that will heal, that will heal the shchitus, the corruption inside of him. It's only the varmkite that can improve the problem, the corruption, corruption that's growing inside of him. What do we normally, naturally do to somebody who is misbehaving? We take away the varmkite. What am I going to be nice and warm and fuzzy and lovey? What we have to teach him lessons. He says the root of the problem is a fever that you can heal with your varmkite. Yeshchinuch ragil, a very big aside that people mix up. Yeshchinuch ragil, there's regular chinuch, standard education. Yeshchinuch bayasi, and then there's education needed for problematic children. The loy harizeh It's totally different. Yelet shezakuk lechinuch bayasi miyuchad, v'noisam lechinuch shigarti, mechanchim choytim beyeled. A child that needs special, problematic chinuch, and you give him regular chinuch, you do a grave injustice to the child. So when you see that the child is kishereya ezechetu pesha kekotn kegadol, im maseyu noiveya misibuchi yamnafshim. So if there's chinuch ragil, so you can deal with the chinuch ragil. But if we think that the reason, the cause of his bad actions is because of pain, sibuchim nafshim, emotional turmoil and pain, which we know that's what's causing our kids in our sugya for sure. So harikom askana va'ayni shalei b'makim anachim yisabach esayelet b'kama shevemuvan aruchni zekahoyreg nefesh mamish. Any misplaced discipline will immeasurably aggravate the situation, and in spiritual terms, this is literally like murdering him. Chazal tell us, It's a mitzvah in the Torah to be like Hashem. But how should you be like Hashem? Says the Sifri, the Medrash, doesn't say just like Hashem is very angry, you could be Af. doesn't say that, unfortunately. It says, you want to know how to be like Hashem, to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Halachta Bedrachov? Mahu nikra rachom, just like Hashem is called a rachom, afata havei rachom. Mahu nikra chanon, afata havei chanon. Go through all the yud gimomides, just like he's called all of these things. You should havei, you should become those things. What says the Nesiv Shalom? Shamashmois bozer liyos rachom vechanon be'etzem. Umishum hadbeik bedrachov, leirak hanhoga, shalachmonos mitam manushim. Don't just Fake it till you make it. Don't just act nice. That's the beginning. Sometimes you got to do it, right? The idea is not to do it because, listen, I have to have Rachmanus. I'm a good person. No, I'm doing it be'etzim, becoming a Rachum. I'm working on myself to become an Erech In the beginning, it's I want to wring the kid's neck. You know what? I'll wait 30 seconds. I'll be an Erech I'll wait a day. 
But at the end, it's becoming an Erech HaPayim. That's V'halach to Bedrachov. And the Siva Shalom tells us what love is all about. The love that the Ebishter has for Yisrael, for us, it's a love that is not contingent on anything we do, and therefore it is not It can never ever be extinguished. What do we call that in America? Unconditional love. People don't like unconditional love, but we like it when Hashem gives us unconditional love. And he says in Pesach, When we were in the Memteshari Tuma, we were slaves. See Hashiflus Berachnis Vagashmis. We're at the bottom of the world, spiritually and physically. At least he should have picked the chosen people, should have been the Arabian Knights, should have been the Egyptians. At least they were not slaves. But we were nobodies. We were nobody. We gave up a feiru brismila, we gave up being yidin, and we weren't even geshmaka gutagayim. We were nobodies. We were slaves in the bottom of the world. See hashiflus berachnis begashmis. And what does Hashem call us? Kairi lahem hakadosh baruch hu yisrael. My firstborn. Lohidia to teach us. Shaloi mipnei maseim hatoyvim heim bonai. He wanted to teach us a lesson that we need right now in our dar. If Hashem would have told us B'ni B'chayri Yisrael when we reached the Memtesh, Shari Kedusha, the Nun Shari Kedusha, that's when I would have thought, by Matan Taira, we reached the highest level, Hashem says, Ah, I'm so proud of you, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Then I would have thought, if I fall, I'm not B'ni B'chayri Yisrael anymore. If Hashem would have told us, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, I love you so much, when we were on the Chaf Shari Tumah, so we would say, okay, as long as you're above the Chaf Shari Tumah. But as soon as you fall to Lamed Shari Tumah, it's over. So Hashem specifically waited till we fell. He didn't tell Avram Yitzchak He didn't tell us when we went into Mitzrayim. He waited until we were Mamish at the bottom. And then he says, you know who you guys are? B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. See, when you tell your kids and they get a hundred, I'm so proud, I love you, it's wonderful, you have to do it. But they think, yeah, you love me, but not if I drop out of school. When our kids in pain, kids in pain, are at the bottom of society and we tell them, I love you the way you are, right? Then they know it forever. And your other kids know it also. If Tati and Mommy love him and her, they really love us also. That's learning from Hashem. Why did He do this? Why did Hashem do this? Why do, People would say, it's not a good move, Hashem. If you're going to tell them, I love you no matter what, they have no incentive to be good. If you're going to tell your kid, I love you, even if you go off the derech, why should he stay from? There's a family that came to me, a chesidish family. He told me, Avi, you know what? I'm willing to hug my son and accept him, even though he shaved his beard. But I'm not going to hug him in front of my other eight boys. Because if they see that Tati hugs you, if you shave, they're all going to shave. I said, really? None of them want to be like you? You haven't managed to convince one of them that your derech is the right way to live your life? You think by your levaya they're going to be passing out shavers? <laughs> and the reason why they're not shaving is because they're not going to get a hug from Tati? It doesn't work that way. Chinuch doesn't work that way. Hashem wasn't scared to tell us. I want you to know that no matter what you do, I will love you forever. That's not an incentive to sin. 
It's an incentive to do our best. It's a relationship that I want to be a part of. And then when I sin and I'm on the bottom of the world, it motivates me to pick myself up. I want to be close to Hashem because He's not giving up on me. But if the message would have been, if you sin, we're done. Once I would sin, I'm done. I'm never going to come back. And I wouldn't even want to be in that kind of a relationship. So if Hashem wasn't scared to tell the entire Klal Yisrael for all the dairies that I'm going to love you no matter what, we shouldn't be scared either. It doesn't motivate anybody to sin. It doesn't motivate people to go off the derech. I told my kids once, I was on the phone, I was telling a father about a hat, whatever. My kids were listening, not to their side, I I wouldn't do that, but just to my side. I had to always talk in front of my kids because I'm always, I'm pretty busy. And they like it. I told them, guys, you know, if you want to take off your hats, you know I will love you 100%, right? And they all said, sure, we know that, right? I said, so you can. They said, we know. And they still didn't take off their hats. That means that they want to be the way that I brought them up to be. Baruch Hashem, Be'ezus Hashem. That's real chinuch. Means they want it. Because if they're only doing it as long as I'm here, as soon as I'm not here, they're not going to do it. But if I can give over the passion to be this way, if this is the way I feel we should be, and they actually say, I want to be this way, then I don't have to be monitoring them all the time. I don't have to be parenting them all the time. They're facing the same direction. What's the biggest musr that you can give to your child? Says the Nesiv Shalom. In Mishlei it says, Musar Hashem b'ni al-timas My son, despise not the chast- chastening of Hashem. Don't despise when Hashem gives you musr, says And don't get upset and frustrated when he corrects you. That's Pashib Shat. Says the Nesiv Shalom. he brings down from the Sabah Kadisha from Slonim. Musar Hashem, you know what the biggest Musar is from Hashem? Beni, you're my son. Al Timos, don't get famist, don't get dirty, it doesn't pass for you. Ha Musar Achazak Biyaisisha Kadish Baruchu Oimelish Yehudi Hu, Beniata, Umikivin Shehincha Ben Hamelech, Al Timos is Atzmacha, Ban Hago Bilti Hoylemes. The best Musa from Hashem is, Bini, you're my son. You're a son of a king of all kings. You're a prince to the royal throne. Therefore, al Timos, don't lower yourself and act in a disgusting way that is beneath your dignity. Im Yehudi margish be'etzem, be'emes, shuhu ben ha'melech, if we would talk or feel that, v'Hashem alikov imoi b'chol matzev shuhu nimtza, ze yishmer alav tamid. If we realize that we are the son of Hashem and He's with us no matter what matzav we're in, if we're in Beis Medrash, if we're on the street, wherever we are, it doesn't matter. As He says in a different place, that Hashem is with us, in Shamayim and Vatsiya Sha'oil, Hineka, He says in Purim that Hashem is everywhere we are, and even Beveis Hatzlamim, even in church. Esther Hamalka said, Keili, Keili, Loma Zavtani. I don't get it. Why are you leaving me? What do you mean? Hashem should leave you. He says, no, I know that you never leave me. I know that you leave, you're with me everywhere. Even This is the Musr. If this is the Musr that Hashem is giving us, the feeling that you're my prince no matter what, so don't get yourself dirty. And when you get yourself dirty, you're still my prince and let's get cleaned up. And I'm never going to leave you, and I'm never going to divorce you or emancipate you. 
It's forever, because Hashem, when He described our relationship, He could have picked marriage, much more loving and passionate, but you can get divorced. He could have p- picked friends. Why did He bedafka say, you're my son? He picked the one relationship where it's forever. You can never become unchild. You can never not be a child anymore. That's bedafka why He said, Bonim atem Hashem alikeichem. Says the Nesiv Shalom. This is the best kind of chinuch, the best kind of parenting. You're my child. You're important. It's beneath you to act this way. Regular parenting he's talking about. Off the derech is a different story. They won't respond to that right now. But it's building up in our children that they should feel Beniata ata chashuv. Every Friday night when we bench them, we should say beniata, biti ata. You're chashuv. You're important. You're not an orphan. You're not hefker. You have parents that love you. What about going into the sewer? Says the Nesiv Shalom, imkara. If it happens, sheben amelech nafale bar shel shayfchim. When a king sees his child fall into a pit of sewage, and there's nobody else. Who can save him? So then the king knows. He can't even take one second to think, let me call somebody. He's going to drown. Even if he is wearing the crown and his royal clothing, he will go ahead and do everything and risk everything. His time, his money, his effort, his kavod, everything to jump into the sewer because i got to save my kid who's drowning. Says the Nesiv Shalom, beautiful. The Abishta never went into Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim hoysa makim tamei ma'oid. Va'afilu nevua loy hoysa yechoy Hashem l'rav t'moysa. When Hashem wanted to talk to Moshe, he said, go out of Mitzrayim. I don't go to Mitzrayim. Tati say, I don't go to the club. I don't go to Vegas. The Shechina doesn't go to Mitzrayim. But it's so interesting. Avakasha ha-yitzayrech lahatzil as Yisrael. Oz. Anivalei malach. Anivalei saraf. Anivalei shliach. Ani Hashem b'chvayde v'atzmai. Came down to Choshech, to Makas b'chayris. Hashem goes to Mitzrayim. I thought you don't go to Mitzrayim, Hashem. Under normal circumstances, I don't go to Mitzrayim. To save my child, I go to Mitzrayim. Hashem was willing to lower his, his shechina into a mokim tami ma'aid. Why? Because I'm a tati. I'm not just Hashem. I'm also a tati. I'm not just a rashkail. I'm a tati. Right? That's what you have to think. I'm not just, like we learned today from the Ramban, I'm not just Yisrael. Kisarisa. I'm not just the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. I'm a Yaakov. I'm a father. And I have to, care, I have to take care of my kids. Says the Nesiv Shalom, Lahara is going to Lahavosa Yisbarach. Hashem could have created a Malach and a Shliach. Why did he have to redeem us himself? Because if your kid is getting released from jail, on bail, and you send your driver to pick him up, it's not the same as when you take off your work, President Trump, the head of whatever business, multi billion CFO, CEO, or learning. And you take off from your time and you go pick up your kid. I could have sent a shliach. I came myself. How does the kid feel? 
To show, let's think about this. It's not enough that Hashem loves us. He needs to show us. It's not enough you love your kid. You need to show it to them. This is how you show somebody you love them. I'm doing this myself. He went himself down. Why? He wanted us to know, I did this for you. Amar Reb Shimon, G'day l'chibasen shal Yisrael, sh'nig l'akadosh baruch hu b'makam avadis k'chavim, u'v'makam t'nufais, u'v'makam t'umah, b'shvil l'g'alon. Says Reb Shimon b'yichai, look at the love that Hashem has for us. How do you know how much He loves us? Not enough that He says, Ani Hashem, I love you. Not enough. Look what He did. He loves you so much that he went to the Makam Avadiskachavim. In the Makam of the Tnufai Savadizara. Makam Tuma, Hashem went to the Makam Tuma to save us. He tsumai shalchaga Pesach, he says in Pesach. Gam kein midas hachesed vahava, kedemitzina shekarim akadish baruchu bani bachari Yisrael. Gam be yoisim, be yoisim, be matzaf agurua be yoisim, shukam imem tashari tuma. The Medrash says, Because Hashem wants to redeem you, He's not looking at all the bad stuff that you do. Like Shlomo Melech says in Mishlei, No matter what you do, no matter what sins you have, it can be covered over with love. And the message is for us. There are times that they're doing bad things. We have to cover over their pshayim with our ahava. We have to go and save them. And we have to say, ah, it doesn't make sense, but you shouldn't, but there's no buts. Because it's not a stranger. We're dealing with our own children.